At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What does every grocery store aisle now have in common? Products that come in paper packaging. And we don't just mean the obvious ones like cereal boxes and juice cartons. From beauty products to boxed water, there are more opportunities to go paper-tarian than ever before. So why should you? Because paper comes from a renewable resource and can be recycled up to seven times. Simply put, it's the smart choice for the environment. And it turns out, the easiest choice for you. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian. It's time for Rush Hour with Danny Burke, presented by Bet Rivers. Welcome to it, ladies and gentlemen. The show is Rush Hour right here on Beeson, and it's presented by Bet Rivers. And I'm Danny Burke, your host, live out of the Bet Rivers Sportsbook. Man, we got a fun one for you tonight. Pretty much talking everything. We've got college football and NFL thoughts with Jeff Parles, fellow Beeson host and producer of a numbers game. We'll talk some NFC North action as well as some of the Big Big Ten games this weekend, and we'll kind of just take a look at the rankings in college football momentarily as well. The updated ones at that. Uh, later in the show, how about Tim Benz, host of the Pittsburgh CityCast, partnered with Bat Rivers. Of course, I host the Chicago one. So we'll welcome on Tim for the first time, talk some AFC North, the Pittsburgh Steelers betting profile, what we can look forward to with the Steelers, and maybe what could be more in the disappointing category for Pittsburgh this upcoming season. In between, it is Tuesday, and we are in the midst of the NFL season, so we're bringing back Teaser Tuesday, which games are a viable option to potentially tease this upcoming weekend. We'll get into that, as well as some of my best bets in Major League Baseball tonight. So plenty to unfold on tonight's show. Let's begin with the latest news in the NFL. Adam Schefter reporting that the Ravens are signing veteran running back. Le'Veon Bell to their practice squad per source. Uh, he soon is likely to be added to the 53-man roster when ready. 
Well, the Ravens certainly looking to fill those voids, considering second-year player J.K. Dobbins did go out with the injury. That moved up Gus Edwards to the RB1 position for this upcoming season. And, you know, now you get Le'Veon Bell. But the question is, how much are you going to see of Le'Veon Bell? Is he actually going to be a force in this offense? Is he going to be utilized? Because certainly when we saw him with the Chiefs, it's not like he was used on a consistent basis. And they didn't necessarily need to use him that much. But maybe the Ravens have different plans. And look, it could be a good situation for Le'Veon, considering that this Ravens team is going to be facing 12 defenses that finished bottom half of DVOA run defenses past season. So if Le'Veon can kind of get back into the stardom that we once were accustomed to seeing out of him, maybe it could be up in Baltimore with the Ravens this upcoming season. But that's really the biggest news in terms of the NFL today. Ravens are signing Le'Veon Bell to their squad. Probably going to be uh, again to the practice squad and then added to the roster when ready. And you know, if you're looking at this Ravens upcoming game, they got Monday Night Football, remember, on the road against Las Vegas, where we see Baltimore as about a five and a half point favorite. Minus 210 on the money line. Las Vegas at home, catching plus 180. Fans finally going to be in attendance for that game with a total of about 50 and a half. But all right, we'll bring it back to the NFL as we get throughout the show. Of course, we'll talk it with Jeff in about 10 minutes when we bring him on. But we planned on starting the show, kind of updating you in terms of college football. How about the AP Top 25? We're not going to go through the Top 25 teams, but just taking a look at the Top 10, how the teams altered, and how did their odds alter for the college football championship? Well, uh, at the top, it is still Alabama. They are number one in the AT, uh, AP Top 25 and are 2-1. to one to win the championship, shortest shot as of now. Georgia moves up. How about Georgia jumping three spots after defeating Clemson? They are 3-1 to one and are ranked second in the AP Top 25. Then come Ohio State after getting that 14-point dub against Minnesota. Oklahoma after that. Texas A&M comes in at number five. Clemson drops down to six. Cincinnati at seven. Notre Dame at eight. Iowa State at nine and Iowa at ten. How about the state of Iowa? Two teams in the top ten, but that's kind of your updated top ten for the AP 20, uh, top 25. The biggest, you know, moves, Georgia jumping up three spots and, you know, just an interesting tidbit. That gave the SEC the top two teams in the country for the 30th time in the 85-year history of the college football poll. SEC doing SEC things. Ohio State moving up to number three was another movement. Oklahoma dropping two spots in their close battle this past weekend. Clemson dropping three, as we alluded to. Both Cincy and Notre Dame moved up one spot. Iowa State dropped two spots. And that's really the most significant movements throughout the Big Ten. But again, in terms of the betting odds now, Alabama you're getting is a short shot 2-1 to one at Bet Rivers. Georgia at 3-1. to one. Now remember preseason, this was a team that we snagged at 7-1. And we also had Oklahoma at 8-1. to one. Oklahoma's now at 7-1. to one. Ohio State's pretty much in the similar range of plus 550. Clemson falls to 8-1. to one. Texas A&M is 33-1. to one. The Cyclones 40-1. to one. And if you want to go farther, Penn State is 50-1. to one. Uh, you got to go a little bit farther down the line with Iowa, 150-1, to one, despite them being in the top 10 for the AP Top 25. And it's nothing too significant, but just want to update you as we go on throughout this college football season. Once again, welcome into the show. It is Rush Hour presented by Bet Rivers, and I'm Danny Burke, your host. You can follow me along on Twitter at DannyBurke5. And here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network, we got Jeff Parles, fellow VEASAN host and producer of a numbers game here on the network. He'll be hopping on momentarily to talk about some of the biggest college football games for Week 2 
and opening week of the NFL. We'll discuss that with Mr. Parles. And later, it is Tuesday, which means it is Teaser Tuesday. Now that the NFL is back in the mix, if you stuck with us through this previous football season, this was a segment we did weekly. So excited to get back in the rhythm of that. And we got a good baseball slate to look forward to tonight, ladies and gentlemen. And I got a couple of plays I'll dish out on the diamond. And furthermore, at the end, Tim Benz, host of the Pittsburgh City Cast, partnered with Bet Rivers, will give us his thoughts on the outlook of the Steelers this upcoming season, their betting profile, division finishing position, win total, week one matchup, and maybe if we have time, some of the other games in the AFC North. But let's go ahead and bring in our friend Jeff Parles, who, of course, you can follow on Twitter, at Jeff Parles. Again, producing a numbers game, host of the VEASAN Backcast on the weekends. He'll get you covered with so much football action as a host this upcoming fall. But, Jeff, as always, it's a pleasure to have you on, my man. Uh, before we get into the slate of college football, because that's what I want to start with, we are going over the updated rankings. How did your week one betting performance in college football go? Is it a roller coaster? Was it kind of consistent and laid back? How did you end up, my friend? Thank you to Utah State, Danny Burke. That's all I'll say. They, uh, I, I, go, going into that, going into that, uh, that, that late game, which was the last game of Saturday, uh, I was up slightly, but Utah State, I had a plus the points, and because I completely, completely messed up in not laying the points with Iowa, despite the fact that I told you three weeks ago that I thought that was a good bet. Uh, of course, through, of course, through Iowa in a money line parlay with a team that lost. So, like, well, you know, let's see if let, let's see if Utah State can come come go into Pullman win outright after Washington lost earlier in the night to Montana. Maybe the Pac-12 North is really bad, and fortunately, Utah State came through. Not only covered the 17, which really w w was pretty routine, uh, other than for a few moments at the end of the third quarter, they come back and win the game. So. That really salvaged a whole a whole nice uh, good up weekend for me. Thanks to cashing what was uh, a plus six forty five on uh, on the Aggies at uh, Circa out here in Vegas. Just how you drew it up, baby. Utah State coming through for you. That's exactly what you envision at the end of week one college football. But no, Jeff, it's funny because, you know, we talked about that Iowa game, I believe, with you last week, and you and I were on the same page, like the Hawkeyes, and we actually ended up using it as a play. But that line did get up to three and a half, and I know that kind of sent some people away. But, look, the Hawkeyes took care of business. Indiana didn't show up offensively or defensively. But uh, it was a fun game, and we'll see what Iowa can do this upcoming week against Iowa State. And we might as well get into that game, Jeff, because this is one of the top games this weekend. And Iowa State's getting the love here on the spread. Looks like they're up to about a five-point favor. Now, last I saw was four and a half, but now at Bet Rivers, it's five. This total at 46. Now, the Cyclones should have, I mean, they have the better quarterback in this game. Maybe it's not by much, but I would trust Purdy more than I do Petrus at this point. The running game, you might give the advantage to the Hawkeyes, but defensively is where it's going to come down to the wire. Who do you give the advantage to here now that we're seeing the spread as high as five? Oh, Danny, we're backwards on our offensive analysis here. Uh, okay. I, I think the quarterback. I, I think the quarterbacking is even. Uh, and look, uh, it, there are obviously questions about Petrus on the on the Iowa side, but we know what Brock Purdy is at this point. He's average, and he's been. I think his ability has been blown out of proportion in a positive light for him because we're talking about Iowa State and the program that really has never had that much success and uh, was in the doldrums when Campbell took it over. But Brock Purdy's average, and he's not going out there and winning this game. 
Uh, run game-wise, yeah, Iowa's got the better offensive line. There's no arguing that. But Iowa State might have the best running back in the country in Brees Hall. So that kind of evens itself out in that regard. It's just a matter of can the Cyclone offensive line hold up after they looked pretty average against Northern Iowa. And that's not a good thing. Uh, not, not a good thing at all, Danny. I, look, I don't understand this. I, I, I get that there may be some people hopping on Iowa State for the reason that they nearly lost to an FCS. And Iowa looked really good for a half uh, against Indiana. Everyone kind of took the foot off the gas in the second half of that game. And, and, and I'm not really reading much into it. And Michael Penick struggled, obviously. Uh, so they, Iowa took full advantage of that defensively. But Michael Penix to me, is better than Brock Purdy. What's stopping yeah. Iowa's defense from having another huge day? So, I, look, I'm on Iowa. I, I'm on Iowa. If you're going to give me – again, there's not much difference between four and a half and five because uh, it's very rare that a football game lands on five as a dead number. So, look, four and a half, five, I'll take Iowa all day, and I think they're winning, winning the Cyhawk outright. So I'll take the Hawkeyes. Uh, plus the points and money line in this one, and I hopefully will not mess it up like I did this past week. <laughs> plus 170 if you like the Hawkeyes outright like Jeff does. And I can't argue with you there. I mean, at this point, it seems like the value is going to be on Iowa if you're giving us five points with this Hawkeyes team that you're right. Defensively looked great against Penix, and again, I agree with you. I think he's a better quarterback than Brock Purdy at this point. And it could have just been a rough game. And look, Iowa's defense is going to be stout. And if we can envision that this is probably going to be a slower pace, slower tempo, shorter scoring game, then maybe it could end up in a field goal range, whether it's going to be Iowa or Iowa State winning it. So I think the move probably is to take the points. And I would side with you in that one with Iowa now as a five-point dog in the state of Iowa. It's not like it's a crazy road game or road atmosphere or anything like that. So uh, that game, of course, getting off at about 3.30 p.m. Central Time. But let's take it prior to that, Jeff. Let's talk Ohio State and Oregon. 11 a.m. is kickoff time uh, this Saturday. And Ohio State, you can find laying 14 in some spots, but currently at Bet Rivers, they're laying 14 in the hook. This totals at 63.5. Did anything that Oregon did in week one impress you enough to want to take the points against this Ohio State team? Well, Danny, we're starting to see 14 and a half, 15 in, in a bunch of spots now on this. And Look, Oregon didn't impress me at all. They looked pretty pedestrian against Fresno State, who looked, Danny, Fresno State might not be bad, and we'll actually find out a little bit more about the, that Bulldog team because they get UCLA coming off the biggest win the Bruins have had in some time in football. But, look, we're getting to the point where that number just may be a little too out of control. I think Ohio State's clearly better. They're going to win the football game. But you're asking them to cover over two touchdowns in some spots now? I don't know if I can get all the way there to, to lay that much with Ohio State. So I would lean to Oregon if you're going to give me more than two full touchdowns. Uh, when it opened 13 and a half, then there was some 13 even on the look ahead uh, after the, after the uh, games were completed on uh, on Saturday. I, I, I would I would I was looking at Ohio State, but once you get over that two touchdown plateau. I, I just can't. I just can't bring myself to lay with the Buckeyes. So it would be Oregon or nothing. The total is interesting, though, Danny, because Ohio State's secondary I don't think is as good as it's been in the past. And that defense as a whole, we saw holes in it last year, even though they made the national championship game. Uh, we saw holes again against Minnesota. I think Oregon's going to be able to move the ball, and we know Ohio State's going to be able to score. So I kind of like this game over. I wouldn't be shocked if we're looking at like a 42-28, uh, 
42-31, something like that, a high-scoring game. So I like that big total, Danny. I like it over. Yeah, I was kind of looking at that a little bit earlier. Didn't end up doing anything with it, but I think over's the right move there, too, with the total at about 63-and-a-half. And you're right, now that it's over two touchdowns, I think you stay away from Ohio State, wait to see if it drops down, or you can get an in-game angle. But uh, that'll be a fun one at the Horseshoe with Ohio State and Oregon. Jeff, let's take it to professional football now. The NFL Week 1 starting, of course, on Thursday uh, with the Cowboys and the Bucks. But let's look ahead to Sunday, and let's actually start with Sunday Night Football where our interest has peaked with the Chicago Bears taking on the Los Angeles Rams. Seven and a half is what Matty Stafford and company are laying at home against the Bears with a total of 46. This is teaser, teaser, teaser on the Rams. Going to be the most popular teaser play, I'm sure, along with Tampa Bay for this upcoming week. How are you handicapping Sunday night football with these two squads? Danny, I'm going to say a Buccaneer Chief Ram uh, teaser is going to be a very, very popular three-team teaser uh, this week. Uh, with, with knowing uh, you obviously get Kansas City down to a pick and you would get both Tampa and L.A., uh, beyond uh, past that field goal range uh, into the one and a half two range on both of those teams. I, look, I, obviously the, the all the all the eyes are going to be even playing in a game. It's going to be when is we see when do we see Justin Fields? Do we see Justin Fields at some point in this game if Dan, if Andy Dalton looks poor, uh, which I think is going to happen in this game uh, <laughs> because of the defense, just because of the defensive line. I don't know how the Bears' offensive line holds up against the Rams front. Look, the Rams secondary is definitely weaker. They're much weaker at the safety position than they were a year ago. Obviously, they have the best corner in football in Jalen Ramsey. But look, they, they're, that secondary, other than Ramsey, is beatable. And we know how good Allen Robinson is. The problem for that is he's going to be matched up against Ramsey most of the day. Uh, and, and Danny, when push comes to shove, the guys up front are really the issue here. Uh, and in one respect, it makes sense that we don't see Fields because that offensive line against Aaron Donald and that Ram front would lead to a really bad welcome to the league for Justin Fields if he were starting this game. So in that respect, it makes sense that we see Dalton. I'm leaning towards the under in this game. I think the Rams are going to struggle to move the ball for a half because this is, again, none of the starters played in the preseason. Matthew Stafford in a new system against the defense that look. The Bears know how to play Matthew Stafford. They saw him for, for a decade in Detroit. So, look, I, I would not be surprised if the Rams struggle early. The Bears cover the first half, even if Dalton struggles in a low-scoring first half, and that leads to a low-scoring full game as well. So I would lean to the under. No play on either side. If you made me bet it, I would take Chicago because of the hook. Yeah, and you mentioned the first half. I think a good bet to look at potentially is the first half total points. It's moved up from 22.5 to 23.5, but I think you're right. I mean, look, the Bears have familiarity with Stafford. The defense should still be solid enough, and the Bears' offense is certainly going to be slow to start, so I think the under and even more so in the first half could be a good route to take. But, no, you're right. I mean, this Bears' offensive line is going to get absolutely demolished, and I don't think they want to throw fields out there despite their lack of offense that will inevitably come. But look, that is going to be, as we also alluded to, a big teaser opportunity for that NFC North team in Chicago going up against the Rams. Let's keep it in the NFC North, though, Jeff. Talk about a noon matchup with the Vikings and the Bengals. This is a game Minnesota should win, Jeff, but the Vikings being the Vikings might find a way to you know, make you sweat it out or lose. They open three, up to three and a half, total at 47 and a half. Can Kirk Cousins and company take care of business week one on the road? 
Yes, but I'm not betting them to, Danny. I don't trust them. And it's more that I don't trust their defense. The big wild card in this game, Danny, is what is Joe Burrow going to look like? If Joe Burrow looks like the Joe Burrow we saw pre-injury last year, Cincinnati has every chance to win this game despite, despite the fact that their they're corners uh, with the injury to, to William Jackson on the outside. Uh, yeah, Eli Apple's their number two corner in this game. That's, that's not what you want when you're going up against Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen. So, look, uh, Danny, uh, totals 48, I love this over. I don't think either team's going to give any stops in this game. Uh, and Minnesota, look, they have, to me, the best all-around running back in football in Dalvin Cook. But this is a game where I think you're going to see a lot more passing from Minnesota just because of the advantages they have on the outside in this one. So I like it over. If you made me bet a side, I would lay with Minnesota just because I think Burrow will probably take a little bit in this game to get fully acclimated and it may be too little too late for Cincinnati. But the totals where the advantage is to me. I like this thing over. 47 and a half currently where it's listed at over minus 109 under minus 112. All right, Jeff, before we send you out here, a couple of minutes remaining. Let's talk Packers and Saints. Neutral site game, Green Bay. They went to four and a half. Now they kind of dipped down back to four at Bet Rivers. So Green Bay laying four in the neutral site. Total at 50 and a half going up against Jameis Winston and the Saints. Uh, can the Saints do enough to keep it close with the Cheeseheads this weekend? No. No. I, I don't see it. I, I think this. Look, I, I just. Even if the game was in New Orleans uh, at the Superdome, Danny, I would have laid with Green Bay at that three uh, that it was at after Aaron Rodgers was announced to come back. Uh, I, I think there'll be points in this game as well. I think Jameis will be able uh, to do a, a few things. I also think Jameis is going to turn the ball over multiple times in this game, and you can't do that against Aaron Rodgers and, and the Green Bay offense. So I would lay with Green Bay. I'm curious to see if we get it back to three and a half at any point, Danny. I, I just think at some point uh, we saw a dip from four and a half back to four. I wouldn't be shocked if we see a three and a half. I also wouldn't be shocked if it goes back to four and a half and even five uh, if everyone decides to get involved on Green Bay again. So I would lay with the Packers. That would be the only thing I'd do in that one. And again, another lean to the over. I, I, I expect at least, other than the Bears game in the NFC North, uh, I expect some points with Green Bay uh, and Minnesota going on the road. A lot of points potentially throughout the NFC North, barring that Sunday night football game with the Bears and the Rams. You heard it. Jeff Parles, ladies and gentlemen, going to be sweating out plenty of college football. Maybe his Utah State Aggies come through for him once again after this week. But, hey, Jeff, my man, as always appreciate the time. Look forward to catching up next week. Danny, there's always weird teams in college football that turn <laughs> to your own darlings when you bet them. So, yes, go Aggies yet again. <laughs> uh, Jeff Parles, you can follow him on Twitter, at Jeff Parles. Catch him hosting here on Visa on the weekends and producing a numbers game Monday through Friday. The man is everywhere, and he's handicapping everything, as he already alluded to at the beginning of this segment. But, yeah, it's going to be a fun one. NFL Week 1 throughout the NFC North. We'll touch on that kind of again because next segment, we've got Teaser Tuesday, and as we already mentioned, and teased in itself uh, that Bears Rams game the perfect teasing opportunity for NFL week one there's a couple other spots that fit the bill perfectly we'll let you know what that is next plus I've got some baseball action and we'll talk more NFL with Tim Benz stick around a lot of betting content coming your way on this Tuesday evening here on Rush Hour on Beeson the Sports Betting Network.
Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter let's please welcome jamal crawford to point game king of the court one-on-one tournament if they had it back in your prime do you think he could have took it all i'm gonna be honest with you i don't think i could have took it all but i think i would have shocked a lot of people i think kobe and everybody in their prime kobe would win a one-on-one contest yeah yeah because you gotta think he's gonna guard he don't care about guarding He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you're looking for more sports betting discussion around your local teams, don't worry because Bet Rivers has you covered. Bet Rivers has launched a series of city casts designed to tackle sports betting from the local perspective. The Chicago, Detroit, Philadelphia, and Pittsburgh city casts are up and running with five new episodes every week, including mine, the Chicago city cast. And Feel free to check it out and subscribe to your local CityCast wherever you get your podcast. Plenty of action locally. Check it out now. Spotify, Apple, wherever you get them. Great content all around. All righty, back at it. The show here is Rush Hour on VCD Sports Betting Network. I, of course, am Danny Burke, your host. And we've got some teasers to look forward to this upcoming NFL Week 1. Bringing back the segment, the weekly segment at that, called Teaser Tuesday. Uh, no, of course, we're not the only ones to do this, but still want to dive into it because it helped us a lot along the way last season, coming out to a positive record with our betting. And we are looking to do the same this year. And there are some good opportunities right out of the gate. 
But first, before we get into those games, let's just classify what are, you know, the underlines for what classifies as a plus EV teaser in a teaser situation, plus EV teaser situation. Well, plus EV teasers consist of teasing up short home and road dogs through the key numbers of three and seven. So if you're getting about, you know, plus one and a half, plus two, plus two and a half, tease them up through the key numbers of three and seven for the short home and or road underdogs. Plus, the other angle of it is teasing down home favorites of just over seven points. You know, seven and a half, eight, eight and a half. So you get them down through the key numbers of seven and three. So with that in the back of our minds, let's begin and let's start out with the game that is going to begin us for this upcoming NFL season. Tampa Bay and Dallas, Thursday night football. Currently, we see the defending champs as an eight-point favorite at Bet Rivers with a total at 52. This falls under the category of a home favorite of just over seven. With the Buccaneers as an eight-point favorite, you tease them down six points because, of course, you could do a six, six-and-a-half, seven-point teaser. The more points you're getting, the more odds you're going to have to lay. But six being the cheapest still uh, is, you know, a good role in this game because you get down to the key number of three. And, you know, ideally you don't want to get on a number you can push with being two, but the chances of it falling on a number like two are typically slim to none. And at the end of the day, sometimes you're going to have to have a whole number where, you know, it's going to maybe present that pushing opportunity. But, of course, check the stipulations of your book if it ends up as a loss or a push, whatever it may be. But nevertheless, the Bucks teasing them down six points from eight to two is a very viable option. I'm sure plenty of people will be on it. If you don't want to lay over a touchdown with Tampa Bay against his Cowboys offense, that could be lethal this year then I certainly would advise you to tease down Tampa Bay from eight points to two points for Thursday night football. Now let's move on to another situation that fits the bill for teasing this upcoming NFL week one. How about the Seahawks and the Colts? Now there is a lot of question marks with this Colts team, even before all the injuries, but you add that in with, you know, just, I don't know, all the hectic stuff that's happened in the offseason for Indy. It may be a tough side to bet them catching two and a half as a home dog. But this fits under the bill of the short home dog of plus two and a half. Tease them up by six. You get them to plus eight and a half, which is through the key number of three and through the key number of seven. So, hey, maybe the Seahawks win, but can the Seahawks win by more than, than nine or more points? Maybe not. So this could be your opportunity because you're not getting the key number three with the Colts right out of the gate catching two and a half. Tease them up, get them to about eight and a half, and that'll certainly give you a better angle against the Seahawks at home for their season opener. That one I'm not as interested in because, again, you know, the Seahawks are kind of just such a volatile team, and I need to see what we're getting out of the Colts before I touch it. But a game that I think is a great opportunity and probably one of the best is going to be that Sunday night football game that we touched on with Jeff. The Chicago Bears on the road against the Los Angeles Rams. You don't feel too comfortable laying over a touchdown with Los Angeles? Then let me present you the six-point teaser to take them down to minus one-and-a-half for Los Angeles on Sunday night football. Look, the Rams are going to win this game. Justin Fields probably isn't going to play. The defensive front of Los Angeles is going to torch this brutal offensive line that is Chicago. Andy Dalton will be pressured. David Montgomery might not get as many great opportunities because of the lackluster performance from this offensive line. And the Bears' secondary, obviously, or, or honestly, rather, is going to take a hit this upcoming season. So looking at these three, the teaser that I played is a six-point teaser. I teased down Tampa Bay from eight points to a two-point favorite. 
Tag that along with teasing down the Rams from minus seven and a half to minus one and a half. I think Tampa Bay, you know, defending their Super Bowl champs right out of the gate in primetime will have no problem taking care of business against this weak Cowboys defense. And the Rams will be able to expose the Bears secondary and the bad offense and specifically that bad offensive line. So six point teaser teasing down the Rams and the Buccaneers. That's the play I got in football thus far for this week. Let me give you some baseball action for tonight. Stick around as we hit the diamond right here on Rush Hour. season is here folks and starting Saturday here at Beeson we have new talent and shows to help you make the most of your fall betting action. The Beeson lineup will expand to 21 hours of live programming every weekday as well as additional shows on the weekend. We want to give you the latest odds to stay on top of the in-game betting opportunities for every key game across the entire country. We've added new personalities to our existing world-class team including former professional athletes sports media veterans, and of course, strategic sports bettors to help you make a good buck. Visit Visa.com to see our new lineup and talent and make this your best football betting season ever. Alrighty, it is VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network, and this show is Rush Hour. I, of course, am Danny Burke, your host at Danny Burke 5, you can follow me on Twitter. If you want to follow along with VEASAN on the tweets at V-S-I-N-L-I-V-E, VEASAN Live is the handle. Uh, let's get to some baseball tonight, folks. We've got a solid slate to look forward to for the evening games. And let's start with this Phillies and Brewers matchup. I got a couple of plays on the slate tonight, so we'll start with the two that I do have some bets on. And this Phillies and Brewers one is the first one to make the list. Currently, the Phillies minus 104 on the money line. Milwaukee minus 112 with a total of 8.5. Aaron Nola taking the bump for the Phillies against Southpaw. Eric Lauer for the Brewers. Now, Nola is a pitcher that is a little bit worse on the road this season with a 5.57 ERA. However, what gives you a little bit more confidence in him is that his XFIP on the road is a lot better at 3.93. He has faced Milwaukee and did fairly well. Six innings pitch, allowed five hits, one earned run, and racked up 10 strikeouts. 217 was the batting average the Brewers had against him in the game that Philly won 6-5. Lauer on the other side, he's actually a little bit worse at home. 3.99 ERA with a 4.57 XBIP, so certainly nothing that boasts too much confidence for backing Lauer. And he was the opposing pitcher in that game that Nola started against the Brewers. So uh, the Phillies in six innings got eight hits against Lauer, six earned runs, seven strikeouts, 320 batting average. So maybe that doesn't want you or, or doesn't give you enough you know, conviction to want to bet on the Brewers. And I get it. I understand it. But look. Since posting a 6.55 ERA in five games and four starts in June, you know, Lauer has been better. Two and two with a 2.38 ERA in his past nine games where he's had eight starts. And versus Philly in his career, one and one with overall a 2.25 ERA in his two starts against Philly. So I think Lauer is going to have a better performance 
And I think Nola and the Phillies probably take a little bit more advantage against the Brewers and vice versa because, as we know, you know, the Brewers are a team that hits worse at home with an OPS of 697 and in September thus far just an OPS of 680. Now, oddly enough, the Phillies, conversely, do hit better on the road as well, so advantage to Philly potentially as they have a 733 OPS on the road, and they're a lot better against Southpaws, 756 OPS. What scares me about betting the Phillies for this full game is the bullpen. I can't trust Philadelphia's bullpen, whereas the Brewers have a great bullpen. So then it led me to looking at, well, what about the first five? What could I do with the Phillies on the first five money line? And we've done a lot of first fives this season, but usually they've been totals. And I don't know, there's just something there that makes me not trust the Phillies too much on the first five money line. But that would be kind of the second tier of what I would bet in this game. But what I ended up going with is betting the first five under four and a half. Now, as I alluded to, Lauer struggled in his first outing against the Phillies. But look, he's been better as of late. And I know the Phillies hit better against Southpaws. But I don't think it's going to be enough right away to be dominant and get over that number of four and a half. The Brewers also at the same time hit worse at home. Uh, Nola had a great first outing against Milwaukee. I think this one is not going to be too high scoring in the first five. And the Phillies bullpen scares me for the total game. I haven't done a total game under this whole season because of all the issues that you could have with extras and bullpens. But I like that this number at four and a half, and I like it that because of this pitching matchup, even though it kind of is shaky in some spots, I think it will be okay. So uh, going first five under four and a half with Nola and Lauer between the Phillies and the Brewers for our first game tonight in baseball. Let's move on to a matchup, though. On the West Coast, a little bit more so, I guess. So not too much, but Houston and Seattle. Seattle's the West Coast, obviously, but this game taking place in Houston. The Astros up to minus 175 on the money line. Seattle catching plus 148 at Bet Rivers. Total we're seeing at about 8.5. This one opened in the 160s, depending on where you shop for Houston. I actually laid a steep price with Houston, minus 162. At minus 175, I'd only look the run line here where you're still catching plus 112. Now, I know that the Astros kind of screwed me in the past. I think it was, what, last week or two weeks ago going against the Mariners. But Houston played them last night, and they beat them 11-2. And Jake Odorizzi's taken the bump, who's been a lot better pitcher at home than he has on the road. He's got a 3.62 ERA at home with a 4.12 XFIP. Now, versus the Mariners also, he's been really solid. Uh, four games against Seattle for Odorizzi, 20.1 innings pitched. He's allowed just 14 hits, nine earned runs, racked up 25 strikeouts, and the Mariners only have a batting average of 189 against Odorizzi. However, Houston is 2-2 two and two in those starts. Odorizzi's most recent start was actually at Seattle, allowed just one earned run, two hits, and five innings pitch. Houston's offense was nowhere as Seattle got the job done and won 1-0 in that game. And the pitcher in that game is the same pitcher we're going to see tonight. That's Logan Gilbert, who on the road is not the best, but not terrible. I mean, ERA-wise, nothing great, 5.17, but an XFIP of about right at four. Uh, he has gone up against the Astros in two games. 9.2 innings pitch, allowed 12 hits, nine earned runs, and the Astros have a 293 batting average against him. Uh, and also the Mariners 1-1 one one in his starts against Houston. But look, at the end of the day, Odorizzi pitched fantastic against him in the last outing. It was just a Houston offense couldn't come alive. But remember that this Houston offense is hitting better at home with an OPS of 782, and they hit very well against righties, 772. The Mariners on the road just hitting 703 OPS, and they are a little bit worse against righties than lefties, 679 
for Seattle against righties. I know it's steep, but that's where the line movement has gone. If you don't want to lay the minus 175, I advise you to direct your attention to the run line at plus 112. But I laid minus 162 with the Astros on the money line tonight against the Mariners. So just to recap, in case you missed it last segment, the three bets that I dished out tonight. First one was a six-point teaser in the NFL for week one. We did it with the Bucks down from eight to a two-point favorite Thursday night football against Dallas. And then we also tacked on the Chicago Bears and Rams game. Uh, we did it in this spot with the Rams teasing them down to minus one and a half. So, uh, again, it was the Buccaneers minus two and then the Rams minus one and a half with those six-point teaser. And then also in baseball tonight, we did the first five under four and a half, Brewers and Phillies, and then the one we just discussed with the Astros and the Mariners rolling with Houston minus 162 on the money line. So as always, best of luck if you tail with any of our wagers. Coming up next, we'll bring it back to the NFL. We'll welcome on a new guest, Tim Benz, host of the Pittsburgh CityCast, partnered with Bet Rivers. Let's take a look at the outlook for the Steelers this season, the AFC North, pros and cons for betting this team, and much more with Tim next as we wrap up another edition of Rush Hour. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. I'm not guarding like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from 
crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what so, I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it? <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. BetRivers Sportsbook is the industry leader when it comes to online sports betting, and BetRivers has you covered for the NFL season. They're offering same-game parlays in all of the pro football matchups, and they're bringing back the Reduce the Juice promotion on game days. Plus, this NFL season, they have a $1 million Beat the Spread challenge with thousands of dollars given away each week. Pro football betting is more rewarding at BetRivers. Download the app or go to BetRivers.com to bet. Offers valid in Colorado, Iowa, Illinois, Indiana, Virginia, Michigan, and Pennsylvania. Available at PlaySugarHouse.com in New Jersey. Must be 21. Gambling problem. Illinois, New Jersey, Pennsylvania. Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Colorado, 1-800-522-4700. Michigan, 1-800-270-7117. 1-888-532-3500 in Virginia and Iowa. Call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Welcome back to it as we are live out of the Bet River Sportsbook here in Des Plaines, Illinois. The show is Rush Hour here on Visa and the Sports Betting Network. I'm Danny Burke. We're welcoming on a special guest here, host of the Pittsburgh City Cast. Of course, uh, the newest addition to Bet River's betting content, really, with many different cities and Tim being the host of the Pittsburgh one. I'm the host of the Chicago one. So we're very excited to talk to Tim about the show and Pittsburgh sports in general. You can follow him on Twitter at Tim Benz PGH. So, Tim, before we get started, of course, like I kind of alluded to, you're focusing on Pittsburgh and we'll get a lot of Steelers content from you this season. Uh, what do you really have planned this year for the show? I mean, what can fans look forward to when listening to your program this football season? Well, after 20 years of covering the Steelers, there's plenty of history to pull from there, uh, whether it's betting or just wins and losses straight up. I've seen a lot of uh, bad breaks and big wins along the way from them in both regards. So, you know, I got a lot to pull from in that context. And I'm there every day covering the Steelers from a Pittsburgh Tribune Review standpoint. I, I do a podcast over there as well. I do a lot of work for the Steelers radio network. So you'll hear interviews, you'll hear player sound, you'll hear coaches sound, you'll get analysis from other guys who work in markets in the AFC North, as well as the upcoming opponent for the Steelers. I mean, you will hear an approach towards gambling that's largely generated from the analysis of the game itself. And you know, that's, that's kind of my approach to everything is uh, I'll give you as much information as possible. And then I'll tell you, uh, everything that I can possibly give you to, to, to make the bets and you make the decision from there. I just give as much information as I can. I'm not telling you the one thing or the other with your money. You figure that part out. But uh, whatever background I can give you on the uh, games themselves, the X's and O's, how the Steelers are playing, how they're trending, what the coaches are saying, what the injury news is, uh, I think I can do a good job of uh, handing all that out. Love it. Well, we're looking forward to it all season long. Again, at Tim Benz PGH, where you can follow him on Twitter for all of his content and get the podcast wherever you get your podcasts in general. So he'll have you squared away with Pittsburgh action this upcoming NFL season. And let's get into it with the Steelers, Tim, as we're looking at their betting profile for this upcoming season. 
at Bet Rivers, their win total is placed at eight and a half. The over is a slight underdog, plus 110. The under is the favorite, minus 134. Their odds to make the playoffs for them to reach the postseason is the underdog, plus 170. No is the favorite, minus 210. Where do you see Pittsburgh ending up? Because for the division finishing position, third seems to be the slot they're favored in at plus 110 with the shortest odds. So it looks like the odds makers are thinking they finished third, probably missed the playoffs, and the win total right at about anywhere from seven to nine. How do you see Pittsburgh ending up this year? I don't think any of those numbers are off the mark. I think they're all right in the proper range. I actually think there's a lot of value to be had at plus 110 at third. I don't see them being as good as the Browns and the Ravens. I don't see them being as bad as the Bengals. So for that reason, I think the plus 110 or had a bit of minus 110, that made plenty of sense to me. Um, the over-under win totals, if you get to minus 159 at the 7.5, or if you get to over 8.5 at plus 110, I think that's a sweet spot, too. I think they found it and they nestled right in. I mean, I was joking for I don't know how many months, and, and maybe I wasn't even joking. I might have been half serious and I didn't even talk myself into it. But with Mike Tomlin having never had a losing season, and now you go to a 17-game schedule, I still had myself convinced that they'd be at only eight wins, but he wouldn't have a losing season. So I kept saying eight, eight and one. Uh, I've since moved off of that a little bit, a little bit. I mean, I, I know he's contractually obligated to never have a losing season. Uh, I guess they could slide back, but I actually moved them up about a half game. I've got them at nine wins right now. I've got them at nine and eight. I thought they had a really good preseason until the last couple of weeks. Um, I think the Stephon Tewitt loss, for as much attention as T.J. Watt is getting for his contractual issues and not practicing fully, the Stephon Tewitt loss is a big deal. He's a run disruptor. He's one of only three guys in the AFC to get double-digit sacks last year with Watt and Garrett and they play on the same side. So that's a big deal for the Steelers. Uh, that hurts them. Um, I think Watts' play is oftentimes influenced by how good two it is, especially as we've seen against the Bills. We want to talk about that game specifically to begin with. Um, and that, that is a hard game for Pittsburgh to start. They've lost two in a row to Buffalo in very similar fashion. Uh, the schedule is a bear for Pittsburgh. Uh, it's, it's a little tough early. It's really tough late. They're going to have to make hay in the middle of the season. But you know what? If they get in at nine and eight, and they finish the season at nine and eight, I, I don't know if that counts them out of the playoffs. Part of the reason I like plus one seventy at the playoffs to make it, um, I just I don't know who catches them. I, I don't know if they're going to lose out to two other teams on a tiebreaker at nine or ten wins, or get booted down after ten win teams. I just I don't see that kind of heat coming from the backside in the AFC. Okay, so yeah, and there is some value there with the S plus 170, and even if you think they get to nine wins, a little bit of plus value over eight and a half wins plus 110. You mentioned the defense. The assumption is it will still be one of the top defenses in the National Football League. On the other side, though, Tim, what can we expect out of the offense? I think to me, when I look at this Pittsburgh team, what's concerning is certainly how Najee Harris can fit in the mix and if the O-line can do enough to give him those gaps and give Big Ben time. I mean, is the offensive line going to be a looming issue this season, or do you think they address those needs? The optimism about the offensive line is rooted in pessimism over how bad last year's was. That's the best way I can describe it. The offensive line last year was so bad, people who have talked themselves into thinking that this year's offensive line will be better are generally doing it from the purview of it just can't possibly get worse. 
that and the running back is better. And the running back is going to make some of his own holes. And the running back is going to make some of his own plays. Uh, I love the Najee Harris pick. I'm not a, you can't pick a running back in the first round guy. You can't if you're the Steelers in during this situation. I'm glad they did. I think he'll be good. I don't know if he'll be above 1,200 or, you know, I've seen some various lines of demarcation for where Najee Harris's props are. But, you know, I think he's going to be in the high 900s to low 1100s range for overall for rushing. Uh, I think he's going to have a really really good rookie season that by the time he gets an offensive line in front of him, and if he's playing behind a good offensive line, I think you could chalk him up for offensive rookie of the year without much of a bat of the eyelash. I think he's going to be that good. But behind this offensive line, he's going to have to do a lot of his own work. Uh, I did something on one of the Pittsburgh CityCasts recently about how difficult it is to project Ben Roethlisberger's props because I just I don't know how it's going to go. If it goes well under Matt Canada, yeah, go over on a lot of his props, but I can't guarantee you that it will. Uh, and the weird thing is, if it goes well under Matt Canada, maybe that means that Najee Harris gets a lot of touches and maybe Ben isn't throwing as much and then the props are a problem to hit in the other direction because they're running the ball more often. Uh, from a fan perspective, I'd love to see that be the case. From a gambling perspective, it makes it quite tricky. Absolutely, yeah. Big question mark around Big Ben. And then at the same time, Najee Harris, as you mentioned, could be good value for Offensive Rookie of the Year. 9-1 to are his odds, courtesy of Bet Rivers. Uh, Tim, before we let you go, we got about 90 seconds left. Let's look at that Week 1 matchup that you already said is going to be tough. And the odds indicate that as we see Buffalo lane 6 in the hook. 48.5 is his total. Can Pittsburgh keep it close, or will Josh Allen and that dominant offense just take advantage of this defense that is the Steelers? Mike Tomlin spent a lot of time talking about the continuity and consistency of the Bills. I think that's going to resonate in how the game goes, the game flow, as Tomlin likes to say. I think it's going to be a game similar to the last two that we've seen where the Bills will win. The Bills will win by about a touchdown or more, and the game will stay under. So um, if you feel like uh, throwing a little, little extra dough on it, you know, that plus 155 for Bills in the under, I kind of like it. That might be a good payout. I think there's a lot more questions about where the Steelers are and how they're going to work themselves out on the road in a hostile environment than there are about the Bills. The Bills seem to be the more uh, together, cohesive unit coming off of last year's success. The Steelers have a lot of questions. Tough opener for them. I think we'll find out more about who the Steelers are in the next couple weeks. I think the Bills are who we think they are. They're at least the second-best team in the AFC. So I like the Bills to cover. I'm leaning towards the under plus 155 with an in-game parlay. I kind of like it. Solid insight all around. Tim Benz, ladies and gentlemen, you can follow him on Twitter at Tim Benz PGH and catch his new podcast, the Pittsburgh CityCast, wherever you get a hold of your podcast this upcoming fall. Tim, looking forward to talking more Steelers and Pittsburgh sports in general as we progress throughout these upcoming months. Thanks for taking some time tonight, my friend. Hey, remember, there's still plenty of time to bet against the Pirates. You can make money that way, too. <laughs> no doubt about that. Fading the Pirates has been a very profitable venture. I was at that game on Saturday with the Cubs and Pirates where they blew it in the uh, ninth inning, so that was fun to say the least, but he's right. Pittsburgh, if you're fading up, you're probably making some money. But can you do that with Pittsburgh in week one? Tim seems to think so. If you like the Bills minus 6.5 and, and that under 48.5, where those numbers are set at now at Bed Rivers, could be a solid opportunity for the beginning of NFL Week 1. All righty, well, we are wrapping up another edition of Rush Hour, so let me get you those plays that we had not only for tonight, but the upcoming week. Uh, in football, we had the six-point teaser. 
teasing down Tampa Bay to minus two against the Cowboys and the Rams minus one and a half against Chicago. Baseball for tonight, first five under four and a half between the Brewers and the Phillies. Houston on the money line, minus 162 versus Seattle Mariners. Best of luck if you tail with those plays or any of your own. We'll catch up again tomorrow with more NFL college football action. And we're getting close to October. Playoff baseball, baby, all coming up tomorrow. Until then, take care. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What do the most successful growing businesses have in common? They're working together in Slack. Slack is where work happens with all your people, data, and information in one AI-powered place. Grow your business in Slack. Visit slack.com to get started.